Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, White Owl. And today we have several news updates and, you know, some pretty interesting news. Um, First, we have, I don't know if you guys seen this, but the Loch Ness Monster has risen again, so to speak. Um, Looks like a individual took a picture uh, and it's been circulating throughout the Internet. Um, Of course, there's a lot of speculation if this is photoshopped um so what we have here is a picture and again it's one of those things where people are thinking oh it's photoshop it's you know it's been manipulated um it's been zoomed in um some people say that it's a it's a picture of a fish and then it was um magnified it made it even look bigger and some people are like no it looks like it was cropped and so and we'll be posting this on our Twitter on Facebook and you guys could take a look and see what you guys think. Definitely leave us your comments. Um, and, but I got to be honest, man. I mean, you look at the picture and uh, it just looks to me. It looks Photoshop. It doesn't look right. There's some weird pixelation and colorization of the picture. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I have definitely messed with a lot of um, uh, photo editing software. Um, so if you look at it, it looks like a giant, may possibly maybe a giant catfish, um, of some sort. Um, because if you look at it, it looks very, uh, it, it just looks very, in a way, very obvious. I don't know. It, it, if, you, if you look at it, you take a look and it looks like it could be a giant catfish. I mean, we'll, we'll again, like I said, we'll post a, a, a link you guys could take a look at it. You could, you know, decipher uh, for yourself if you think this is a if this is a real picture or is this Photoshop. I again, like I said, personally, I think it is it is definitely Photoshop, like for sure. Like I'm pretty 100% <laughs> on that. Um, but again, you guys will definitely take a look and see for you guys uh, what you guys think for sure. And moving on to the next story. This is a developing story. It's very interesting, uh, to say the least. I mean, we've we've talked about a lot of the missing 401 cases. And so, uh, again, recently, there's been a... In the last eight days or so, uh, if you follow David Politis, he's been kind of tweeting about it. But we have, from our last eight days, we have a third individual going missing in Mount Rainier over there in uh, Washington. And the interesting part is that all three people who have gone missing are residents of Seattle. I mean, I don't know if there's any suspicion, uh, any correlation, uh, so to speak. But this individual, Matthew Bunker, he was skiing with a group, I believe. And it looks like he uh, he just disappeared. I mean, he, he was with a group of people and he was uh, a member of this group skiing and rock climbing sorts and so they reported him missing you know they 
try to find him. And, you know, his uh, climbing party reported missing at 3 p.m. on Friday. So this past Friday. And so, you know, you know they're, they're out there looking for him. And this is in helicopters and search parties. Um, like I said, there's other people that are missing. Um, and so, you know, they're trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, where did he go? You know, he, you know, he's supposed to be with his group and they're supposed to be skiing. And it looks like he may have gone on his own. Um, and so he was separated from his group. Uh, the other individuals, uh, from what I'm looking at here, it's, uh, two hikers, ages 25 and 27 both men they vanished within 10 miles from each other that's incredible uh 10 miles from each other that's very peculiar um that two uh, experienced hikers would go missing um and, and again like i said you know it's there's three people missing all from the same area uh these the other two are experienced hikers we're looking at here at Vincent D. D I'm gonna butcher his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, DJ, DJ, 25 year old man from Indonesia. Uh, he's a student uh, living in Seattle. Uh, he's been missing uh, from Langmuir area near. It's been nearly, I guess, seven days now. Uh, the second missing hiker is 27 year old from Seattle, Tala Sabah. Again, sorry, what are these names? Um, he's been missing for four days now. And so they, I guess these two individuals went out hiking and suddenly have gone missing. Again, these, this is all from people from Seattle, all three individuals. And it looks like they have gone missing within the area, within the same geographical area. And so it was very interesting, very suspicious. You know, I think it's, it's very odd that, you know, what are the odds of these people? These two individuals going missing. Uh, you have uh, the National Park uh, people is looking for them. Hopefully they'll find the individuals. Uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that I tell you guys. I mean, you never know. I mean, you can never be prepared uh, too much. You know, you can always take a GPS. Uh, you can always, you know, prepare yourself as much as possible. You know, have satellite phone. It's always strongly recommended. Um, you know, uh, a bear, a bear whistle, bear, uh, a mace, like bear mace, uh, spray, uh, you know, you, you gotta have some kind of knife with you. Uh, you never know. I mean, the elements will surprise you. And if any, any of you, um, I talked to uh, Pandora about this and, you know, I've talked to the other guys about this cause they go out there, uh, camping, uh, I know Sai goes camping and what is one of the things that we talk about is, you know, you, you gotta be prepared. I mean, there's at, at least some minimal things, five, 10 minimal things that you need to take when you go out there. Um, even if for a small hike, you know, I take, you know, when I go for my walks, even if I go to the park, you know, I take, um, I take my knife, my phone, obviously, you know, I take like a, a GPS watch that I have, you know, just, in, you never know, just in case, I mean, I count my steps, but you know, it's one of those things that you definitely need. Um, you know, I tell people where I'm going, you know, you, you gotta tell people where you're going or at least the area, you know, it's one of the things that you gotta also take water with you, even if it's for, even if it's for a walk for 30, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, a simple walk, you know, you never, again, like I said, you never know, um, a lighter 
would be something you know very random to carry but lighter you never know if you especially if, if you live you know in alaska you know uh, like we've stayed before and and you live in the northern parts uh, you go to one of those big national parks you just never know and so again like i said it's very essential to definitely uh carry some of these some of these items because uh, again you you just never know for what might happen um our next top story that we're going into is something that we've talked about in our last episode and is the missing uh, the missing individual uh, Vanessa Guillen uh, from Fort Hood uh, and it looks like they have found some some stuff um, some possible personal items and it's found by a team uh, equal search and it looks like they found some items while looking in one of the rivers that was uh, that was tipped and so they found these items they have turned them in to have them analyzed by a lab and so they're looking into this they're looking to see you know if 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 they have any connection with vanessa and so you know they've been going at this point they're going from house to house door to door um handing out flyers they have people on horses ATVs, people flying their drones uh, from their nonprofit search parties, people doing sonars, there's a lot of foot searchers, uh, you know, going through these areas trying to look for Vanessa. So it looks like they've uh, are scanning through various neighborhoods off of uh, 439 and Sparta Road in Bell County. And I mean, it's one of those things where you have to now, these, I mean, you have to comb these areas it is it is big if any of any of any of y'all people out there are familiar with the vastness the large amount of area that Fort Hood covers I mean it is I mean to be honest it is it is big I mean they have their own airport there are different areas there are underground bunkers there are underground pathways um, there were like bomb shelters. There are training facilities underground that uh, firemen practice. Um, there is a multitude of different areas where one could look. Uh, if and if you were in there, and if you were on base and you wanted to do something to someone and hide them, there's plenty of areas. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's one of those things that it is it is big it is a big facility with too many people that know about too many different areas that you know half of Fort Hood doesn't know or doesn't even have access like 80% of Fort Hood do not have access to this area and so you know it's one of those things where you you gotta have to question what's going on in Fort Hood I mean if um, there's a lot of uh, there's hashtags out there. If you look on Twitter, you look for the hashtags for Fort Hood. Uh, I am Vanessa again. You hear these horror stories of, you know, what some of these um, w- women and minorities uh, have to go through. Uh, so their living situations, uh, the people who live on on base. Um, there apparently there's an issue with upkeep uh, as well and to me it just seems like leadership has gone down the drain I mean to be honest uh, and I have, you know that's what this podcast is about you know a lot of honesty 
and I, I gotta be honest with you guys it, it looks like there's a lot of mishandling of things at Warhood there's a appears to be a lack of leadership there appears to be a lack of you know honesty there is a lack of proprietorship there is a lack of respect there is a lack of pride you know there's a lack of a lot of things and you have to question what's going on you know you, you know you think that the military should be to the line and and you expect them to be productive when one of their own goes missing when a family member says hey where is my son where is my daughter you know you should know exactly where these individuals are you know they joined the military to serve and honor our country and you know there is a lot of question and uh, with with various family members who let their child join and again you follow the hashtags you'll read some horrifying stories that that that's happening in Fort Hood and I feel like the FBI should investigate. They should be given, uh, they should be granted access to the base and a full investigation should be done. I feel like there should be a separate branch where they're able to launch their investigation with full access. And there should be people who are not connected to the military. I repeat, not connected to the military in order to conduct these investigations because you can't trust the military i mean it's, i think it's obvious um based on what's happening here in fort hood and so you have to wonder what's going on um the lack of leadership is down the drain i mean there's no trust there's no nobody if you can if you read these stories there's no trust in the leadership at fort hood but uh, hopefully we'll find out more things as things are developed um, hopefully, you know, we'll get some more information and, uh, we'll, we'll be keeping an ear out. Um, but now onto our multiple stories that we have here for the, for you guys today. Um, today I'll be telling you some camp stories from the woods, um, real stories. None of this, you know, creepypasta and, and with all respect to creepypasta, there's some great stories out there. Very interesting stories. But um, some of these stories um, that I'll, you know, I'm going to tell you two or three stories, if I can, um, about the woods. And, you know, we talk about here missing 401 stories. We talk about some like pretty interesting stories that I've told you before in various episodes and a lot of these stories are real stories from individuals i even told you guys some of my stories and you know uh, there's always something um, almost menacing when you go out there in the woods and you hear noises but I th you don't know where they're coming from and i think it's even worse when you hear voices and you think you're alone right next story i'm gonna tell you I, of course i've changed names to these stories um only because no one ever really says hey leave my name or whatever but anyways um this next story is from an individual who i know 
Manuk James. Now, James is a very experienced hunter. Um, every summer during buck season, he goes out there uh, and he goes hunting. Uh, him and his friends share a, well, they rent out a piece of property where they go hunting. And this past year, uh, James went out by himself. And he had been going out there fixing the property. You know, um, going out there, tearing pathway, clearing out the grass, um, relining the fence, uh, fixing up the the cabin that's out there, and you know, doing things like that. You know, getting ready for you know for the guys to come. And he likes to set up camp. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't stay in in, in the uh, in the cabin. He likes to go out there and and enjoy nature out you know in the open kind of kind of thing and so you know james was telling me you know he he went out there and you know he was very excited he took all his gear his camping gear very excited to be out there uh, he had been looking forward uh, to it um for a good while for, for a couple couple months and so you know he heads out there and he had been clearing a lot of the way and this is i believe this is the second day in and he's staying out there and he was uh he had uh i think he was cooking something like um deer like like um some like meat um deer meat and some beans or something and he was doing some other stuff and he's setting up stuff and he, he hears what sounds like um gunshots you know and he he stops you know he listens he's just, you know, he was waiting for a second gunshot um, you know, maybe someone's lost. You know the rule. You know, two gunshots in the air, and then you do a thing where you return and people, you know, if they're lost, you return fire so they can follow, um, so they can lead themselves out of the woods. And so, you know, he's waiting, and there's nothing. And then he thinks, what if they only had one bullet left or something? You know, a shotgun shell. You know, they had one one bullet left and so he waited a good five minutes or so and nothing happened and so he decides to take out his gun and shoot so he takes out his handgun he shoots one round and then shoots another round and you know he he waited out there and, and he waited for like an hour or two and he he at this by this point he had already eaten and nothing nothing happened and so you know he and he, he decides to check the perimeter, you know, check the area. Uh, so he takes his flashlight. He has this huge high beam power flashlight, which I recommend if you're going out there to the woods. I mean, you get a clear view of what's in front of you, especially if you're out in the woods. I mean, you're not going to get much moonlight. I mean, if you do, but, you know, you got to you gotta be out there. You got to be, you, you got to be safe. You don't know who's out there or what's out there. So he takes his high beam uh, light which is like this square boxy looking light like a small little boom box kind of a thing and it projects like f like three yards of light like wide you know depending how close you are um but it is bright and like super blinding right anyways he goes in there he's walking he, he walks in like into the woods in this wooded area and he's about you know eight feet in you know he's going in there 
and he starts hearing this crackling noise off to the right and he turns slowly turns he thinks well what if it's this guy right you know he's finding his way and he looks nobody and mind you this is at this point it's like 10 at night so it's kind of getting pretty dark and so starts walking in walks in further and you know he's looking nothing nothing goes a little further by this point he's several yards in and it's only been 30 40 minutes and so he's clearing this area he has a machete you know and he has his handgun and he's in there nothing seems to be happening but he keeps hearing footsteps and crunching and he thinks well, maybe there's you know raccoons possums or some shit and nothing nothing and maybe about another five ten minutes in he goes you know i'm walking in you know at this point i'm not scared you know i don't think it's anything out there you know he's been out there you know half a dozen times and nothing you know nothing decides to turn back as he's turning he sees what looks like a silhouette of a person just passing by he he, he does a quick you know like a, a quick look back like oh shit who was that he looks and he sees from where he thought he saw someone standing maybe another four yards away there's somebody walking away from him and he goes james jails hey hey yo yo hey hey excuse me you know kind of yelling and this guy's not turning around he keeps walking and james starts to catch up to him he's like what the fuck you know who is this you know and again this property is he's renting this property and from the in, from the from like another like family member or something um and no one was supposed to be there just him just him cleaning out the woods and this guy's like moving fast he says he, he was moving fast almost like he's he was like gliding he wasn't even touching the ground almost because he wasn't hearing anything he just like so weird it's so at this point that james realized that this guy's gone and this guy was moving fast and not only that, he didn't even see our branch move. The other thing is, it was just a silhouette. It was dark. He didn't see if this person was wearing like a pattern jacket, you know, camo style, or if he was wearing a hat, or a sweater, or pants, or anything. It was just, it was just a silhouette, and it was just fucking gliding. It was like, it was very weird. I was like, dude, I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. He's experienced some weird shit, but nothing like this. Nothing like this in the woods. You know, and I, you know, I tell him about, you know, he knows, he's played a lot of episodes when we've talked about, like, the missing 411 cases, um, camp stories, you know, anything with the woods. Um, and he's, he's listened to this podcast and... You know, he thought it was all mumbo jumbo bullshit kind of a thing because he, you know, he doesn't believe he's gonna he listen to this. Uh, but you know, he was like, Nah, you know, I don't believe in this. You know, you know, it's possible, but you know, there's explanations. 
you know, and, you know, he kind of guy talks shit about like ghost hunters and, you know, ghost adventures and those kind of shows. He doesn't like them. Um, but, you know, um, listening to his story, I'm just like, you know, your story sounds like wild. Like it sounds fucking crazy. So I asked him, I was like, hey, did you experience anything else after that? Um, and he said, no, no, that was like the only thing that day. Uh, he's like, you know, after that, when he came back to the camp, you know, where his stuff was, he noticed that there was more, uh, sound, more like sounds like crickets and frogs and birds, you know, things you would hear from the woods as prior to that. When he heard the gunshot, he didn't hear anything. I then tell him, you know, what if whoever was out there was another hunter and encountered that thing and tried to shoot it? And he kind of stayed silent. He, he was like, you know what? I didn't even think of that. Didn't even think of that. And I thought it was weird because, you know, you think about this type of situation and you know it, it's one of those things where you don't really think that something like that could happen to you and a couple years ago i heard another story another friend of mine who uh who had gone to california uh, he did like a whole um a lot of my friends have done this whole little uh, it's it's not a little it's a pretty big thing uh, they've gone cross-country traveling kind of a thing and one of them uh, he has family up in california and so he decided you know he's originally from california and so he was to say you know oh he's gonna go from the east coast to the west coast kind of a thing and i was like oh that's cool you know that's dope go ahead man you should you should do that you know it sounds interesting it sounds fun he's gonna go and fly down to uh uh, fly down to I think it was like North Carolina or something like that. And he was gonna grab his uh, a friend of his, and it was him, his girlfriend, and uh, this friend, and they were really gonna take uh, a vehicle uh, that was more suited up for for travel, a newer vehicle. Uh, so, you know, he went from North Carolina to California, and so he was gonna visit family in California. And they headed to when they got to the family and they decided to go to I think they it was somewhere from San Bernardino to like northern somewhere northern northern part of California. And you know, he they traveled up there and they had heard of a town. Um, you know, that was kinda of remote from the city, you know, far and my friend he's a he's a photographer he likes to take pictures of nature and stuff like that uh he, he recently bought like a telescope that you could attach your camera to which is, uh sounds pretty cool and so he had traveled a little bit to northern part of california again his girlfriend and and his one of his friends and so you know they headed into this town it's a real small town um they hit their i guess their main road appear to only have you know maybe two three blocks of businesses and then um i guess towards the end i think they had like a gas station there was a postal office uh, maybe a bar something like that and um you know it was a very small town and 
they hadn't seen a cop or anything like that. Uh, very few people passed through town, got some things, and headed off to the woods, some area to camp. And they headed in. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's it was a mile or two in from this park, and they, you know, parked their vehicle, headed into the woods. You know, uh, and I don't, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember how far into the woods they went, but they went pretty far. And again, this one, this one also has to deal with a gunshot. You know, they were they were out there. They had, you know, and and uh, he's started taking pictures and stuff like that of them setting up camp and um, nature and shit like that. And so, you know, he's walking around, they're talking or whatever, and then suddenly they hear like a gunshot, very long gunshot, and it sounded like close. You know, they were like, "That's weird." You know, they, they thought maybe hunters. They decided, well, if there's hunters nearby, we should probably stay near camp because you don't want to go out there. And if you're not wearing the reflective vest, you can get shot. And so, which is smart, just stay in camp. And so, they decided to stay in camp. They heard this gunshot and didn't hear anything else. Silence, nothing. Went to bed. In the middle of the night. They hear like crunching, rustling sound, and they think maybe a bear. And then what was weird is that his girlfriend was already awake, and she was like, "No, I heard voices prior to the crunching sound, and it sounded like somebody was messing with their stuff." So he decides to open his tent and check, just to check, see what's up there. And he takes a peek, doesn't see anything. It's nothing out there. Their fire. Their fire was still going, um, just a little bit, not too crazy, but there was nobody out there. And so he just stays quiet for a bit, just looking around, just in case if, you know, the bear is just also like standing still or waiting for something. Who knows, right? So he's just there trying to figure things out. You know, if it's a bear, you're fucked. I mean, you're fucked. So he's like, he peeks out, looks around. Looks around and nothing. Decides to open. Decides to open his tent a little bit more. And he does. Sticks his head out. Nothing. He yells out for his friend. And his friend says. He doesn't open a thing. He, he stays in his tent. His friend goes. Hey what's going on? What's going on out there? And he goes. Do you hear the noise? He goes yeah. He was like I thought it was a bear. And he was like well I don't know man. He comes out. And so we'll call my friend, uh, we'll call him Kevin. Kevin comes out and he yells at his friend, Aaron. And Aaron comes out and Kevin's girlfriend comes out and nobody, there's nobody out there. Kevin's girlfriend says, hey, look, you know, I heard, I heard whispering someone having a conversation out here. We didn't see anything. And they looked, checked around, nothing. They go into you know, survival mode, as Kevin says. So they start grabbing their stuff, putting things away, you know, looking at things. They tied a rope to one of the little fridges and swing it up a tree. They uh, put more uh, more wood in the fire, you know, and start the fire a little bit. And they're looking around using some lights they got, and there's, there's nothing around. There's nothing. Then they hear knocking on what sounds like maybe a tree like a like a pop pop 
kind of a thing. And they look around and they're like freaking out. They're like, what's that? And they check to the direction where these tree knocks are occurring. There's nothing there. And so they're like, what the fuck? What do we do out here? What do we do? And they're like, well, maybe Aaron goes, well, maybe it's Bigfoot. Maybe it's a Bigfoot. You know, what is it? It's a fucking Bigfoot or something. And they're like, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. So like, they stay away for a bit, decide to go to sleep. As they go to sleep, Aaron later on tells Kevin and his girlfriend the next morning that while he was asleep, he heard noises again. And when he woke up, it was still dark outside. He didn't get up. He knew it was still dark. He checked his watch and it was like three something in the morning and he's looking at his tent laying down and there's this like weird light from the outside of his tent and he's looking at this light and he's like shit and he thinks it's a person maybe somebody stumbled under you know camp and he's looking at this light and the light travels over the tent he was like well that's fucking weird you know tent's pretty high it's about six feet tall and this fucking thing travels right over thought it was weird and then he's looking at this light that just moved from left over above him to the right side of his tent and then it just moves real quick around the tent almost 360 and then it just boom takes off doesn't see it anymore just boom took off not like turned off like if it was a, like a light but took off like he saw it from the middle of the tent take off to the very edge of the tent it was gone bolted and then he he said he was awake from there on but there's one thing that he remembers there was like a like a you know when a pot steams you know, and it, it makes that, new, that noise, like it's kind of a, like a bee, kind of a, like the pot's ready, kind of a noise. But it sounded like a whistle, like a fast whistle, but it wasn't like that. And right before it took off, like, like, you know, it was weird. And he was like, that's the weirdest shit I have ever experienced. Um, right after that, they left camp. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't stick around. They, they fucking left. Uh, which is, I mean, I would have, I would have done the same fucking thing. I mean, shit, the knockings, you know, it's kind of strange. It sounds very Bigfoot, but the light sounds very UFO. And this goes back to one of the things we all talked about, um, that there's been like a weird correlation between these like lights in the sky, possible UFOs, and what sounds like Bigfoot sightings or knockings or hearings or yellings that these supposed Bigfoot, um, make these noises they do these howling noises or whatever and so maybe um and this last story is probably the most creepiest stories and it sounds like um a creepypasta kind of a story um it's just you kind of have to wonder when you hear these stories if there's a weird collective where everybody 
reads or thinks about something and they somehow manifest in the real world, right? Because it's so fucking strange. This next story is about a couple. We'll call them Robert and Jessica. And they were somewhere around northwest Texas at a national park. And they're going through this trail. You know, got to this park. Oh, it's an all-day thing. They go to this park. You know, they do hiking. They, they've been there a couple of times. And um, it's getting late. They were on their way back. And they had done like a full, you know, hiking experience. And they love going to this park. And so, on the way back, you know, they run into someone. Not, not actually run into someone, but there was someone on the trail. And this person is standing, you know, facing away from them. As, you know, they're heading, let's say they're heading south. Well, this person's looking south, you know. Uh, but this person's ahead of them, you know, but standing not moving, it's on the left side of them, and, you know, he sounds like he's talking to himself, maybe even laughing a little, and I think maybe he's on his phone, you know, Bluetooth, earplugs, kind of a thing, he's on his phone, you know, it makes it look, it makes anyone look crazy, if they're talking to themselves, um, so, you know, they don't think anything of it, they pass this guy up, and he was wearing... He was wearing like a white shirt and maybe jogging pants, dark, dark hair, pale, pale skin, white, you know, but pale. And they pass him up. And, you know, they pass him up. Again, they're heading heading south. And and this little trail. Pass him up. Maybe about a couple yards. There's another fucking guy. Looks just like this guy. Only difference is he looks sweaty. Like he had been running around in the woods. And he's not wearing he, he the pants looks like jogging pants, but they're not pants anymore. They're like shorts. And they're like, what the fuck? And I just like they both thought the same thing to each other, but they didn't say anything until they see him again. For a third time and it was very weird and this time he was wearing what looked like a muscle shirt same cut off uh, jogging pants the shoes are dirtier dirtier he looks sweatier his hair is a little messed up and they're like what the fuck right they look at each other and they're like do we so at this point they, they, they saw him a second time start jogging run into him a third time and they're like uh so we jog the fuck out of here or what do we do and they bolted they bolted out of there but not before seeing him a fourth time now the fourth time he wasn't on the left side he was on the right side walking back and forth and they kind of slowed down and they were like hey buddy hey Hey, 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 uh, sir, you okay? Sir, 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 you okay? Sir. And the guy doesn't turn around. Almost like they couldn't, he couldn't hear them. And he, they saw his face. He looked like he had been crawling through dirt. 
and they keep like, sir, hey, sir, do you need help? Do you need help? Do we want to? Hey, we're going back to the road. We're going back to where we parked our car. You know, we can call the police or do you need paramedics? Do you need anything? And he's like not looking at them. It's almost like he doesn't see them. And uh, Robert's like, he was real because he was leaving footprints on the dirt. Um, he said he he didn't touch him, but he knew he was real. He wasn't fake. He wasn't like a ghost or anything. But the whole experience was very bizarre. Seeing him four times, same guy. Um, just something very strange. Could it be like a missing time thing or like a weird loop? Or what like what's happening? They uh they get to they get back to the parking spot and they meet with the ranger. They tell him what happened. And I guess someone else had run into him and because he knew about it and uh, he was waiting for backup or something to go and see what's going on um, but he never heard of anything about it he never saw anything about the newspapers or anything like that so who knows who knows what happened uh, to that individual or what was going on I mean it's just a weird experience but Hopefully you guys have enjoyed these stories. We're definitely looking into other things right now. The Black Eyed Kids. Uh, we're doing the. Uh, we're looking into the Fort Hood thing. It's because it's very now and, and it's just bizarre on some of the things that we've been reading on, and so, and we're keeping an eye on this four on one developing story. Uh, again, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Tell your friends, leave a comment, rate us on iTunes, and we'll hit you up on the next episode. Later.